All right, session four, Delta Green and Possible Landscapes. Harrigan will not be joining us this evening, uh, so Agent Maya will be MIA. Uh, and we'll figure out where she went in the next episode. We are joined by Mr. Craig Shipman of Third Floor Wars. Check out Third Floor Wars for great podcast and media content and Twitch and all the YouTubes and interviews and all. I mean, NBC, CBS, ABC, I think has all picked them up. And Craig is going to be playing Agent Mailman. Yep. Um, and Agent Mailman was there originally for the brief on August 10th in Washington Square Park in New York, where the whole team met with Agent Marcus. See, I have a cat who needs food, so I put the food on my desk so I can just put it down on the floor. See, easy. Um, just, and you're it, amazing. I see what I'm thinking. I got I'm firing on all cylinders tonight, Edwin. Agent Mailman or Craig had um, some schedule of conflicts. And so Agent Mailman, uh, they catch up kind of everybody on the same page after the briefing in Washington Square Park with Agent Marcus, who drifted off into the airport. The team went to the McAllister building to look into the disappearance of Abigail Wright. Not so much the disappearance as much as their Delta Green had been tipped off by a friendly about some demonology or signs of demonology in her apartment. And the whole group went into the apartment and was overwhelmed by the massive amount of literally like just crap everywhere, epoxy to the wall, up onto the ceiling, all kinds of items. Um, it's just not paper and magazine articles. It's physical things that are like literally just glued to the walls and the ceiling. In during during that episode, um, there was somebody that had come across a wire traced down traced to uh, an individual um, that is in the apartment. Um, does anybody remember the non-player character's name? Which character? The NPC. The recorder. Roger. Roger Caroon. No. Ooh. No, the other one. The music. The painter. Oh, the the guy who Thomas Thomas Manuel roughed up Thomas Manuel yeah Thomas Manuel yeah. that's right and and you guys kind of shook him down and that's when we lost Agent Mailman like there was some kind of some friction going on but even before that I should I should mention about the 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 sight scene in Washington Square Park that kind of gave the mailman a little bit of the EBGBs which was the the dancing marinette or the dancing clown. Um, that disappeared. Um, fast forward, get to the apartment, wire, Thomas Manuel's apartment, shake down a Thomas. Mailman's like, you know, I think I've got an, I've had enough departs the apartment building. Not sure where mailman took off to. Um, the next, as things progressed through that episode or that evening, um, 
I believe you guys took a break or might have been, was it the same night? I think it was the same night you guys ended up going up to the fourth floor. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, and it was led by Agent Maya and Agent Mignon and then followed by um, Agent Mantillo and Agent Mosby eventually going up what would be the fourth floor, which is strange because this is a three-floor building, mm. right? We have the main floor, second floor, and a third. And then we go up the stairs where it says roof and open up the door, and it comes into this luxurious lounge, something right out of the 20s, mahogany furniture, um, velvety wallpaper, books, wet bar in the corner, but yet the party itself is kind of fractured. There's two people in there and two others arrive, but they don't run into each other. Uh, as Agent Mosby and Agent Mantillo follow up Roger Caroon up the stairs, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Or was that you, Lou? No, that was us. Because uh, I ran into Caroon. Um, That's right. After I and I asked him where the night manager was, and he said, Well, maybe he's in the cigar bar. And I said, Well, let's go. That's right. He was not. He was not. Um, so you guys go to the fourth floor of a three floor building. Um, after Roger Croon says, You know, she might be upstairs, Thomas Manuel, I might have hinted to, to you guys about it. And you leave Thomas Manuel up to the fourth floor and it's things seem odd distances feel off in perspective you go down long hallways that always seem to be going on and on and then there's a couple doors and there's people that are walking by a perpendicular hallway um, and you run down there only to see nothing and eventually you exit the, the fourth floor and uh through the door that you apparently arrived from. You get down and you realize when you exit the building that it seems like you've been in the fourth floor and in the building maybe a total of an hour when three or four hours have, have passed. Strange. Now it's evening. You guys retire to a bar. Um, and then the next day, continue your investigation and there's been some cataloging that's been going on which is your main purpose of operation alice well it's at least our main cover purpose i'm not yet convinced it's our actual goal in any way fair but anyways operation alice is to catalog a lot of the items that are in abigail wright's apartment uh and having said that we're kind of catching up to where we're about to be um so on friday august 11th 1995 um you had come across at this point some napkins um with some strange mechanical designs on those um around 10 a.m minyang had investigated up went to a bookstore uh, Chuck's books to look into some some literature. Um, and re, do you remember what you were looking for, Agent Mignon? 
I was looking for uh, any kinds of occult books that uh, could help me out, but I'm also I like to just get strange books, and I actually picked up. I thought you were the True Legacy of the Real Dracula. I thought you were specifically looking for books by Karun, which I did get. Yes, I did get one. that. I'm sorry. That's the next thing down. Yeah, I ended up getting that book, The Night uh, Passage to Eden. And then I read, I sped read it to see if it had anything to do with what was happening. And it didn't. It was just a uh, science fiction novel. Yeah, Roger Karun, kind of a kind of a science fiction writer who has been published, has one popular book, Night Sea, I think is what it's called. And then um, leaving that without any too too much of a uh, too, too many things, I think you might have come across Legacy of the Real Dracula in the occult section of the the bookstore. And Eloise, uh, or um, let's see, which is a love interest of Agent Maya's, had. Um, had touched base with Maya, Agent Maya, and found out that she was in New York and trying to rendezvous with her, um, which is an interesting dynamic because Eloise is a federal age, a federal marshal um, who is married, but apparently is fooling around with Agent Maya, and uh, she did some detective work, found out Agent Maya was in New York, and tried to wants to meet up with her a little bit later in the evening. And uh, had a conversation on the, you know, after Agent Maya gave her a call on the payphone after leaving a message at the hotel for her. Uh, let's see. There was the stakeout by Agent Maya. Um, and went to the hardware store to pick up supplies while Agent Mosby did some water samples and air samples that really didn't come out with much strange things had occurred like things where it's hey i took a an air sample and left the building and there's the air isn't what it should be in there at all there was no air wasn't even in there no, yeah, there no, was air. no air burning splint tests coming back strange meanwhile at one point agent montillo montillo goes to the art gallery where she meets Marie and Yang. Uh, Marie is look the curator, it sounds like, and appears to be. Uh, or I'm sorry, Marie is the associate of of Miss Yang, who is the curator of the um, the gallery, not the museum, the gallery that featured Abigail Wright's um, a showing that was fairly successful, and she sold something like 10, 10 of her 15 pieces in one evening, being quite fruitful. Um, and Agimentio um, might have gotten some information from there, but it was relatively low. I think you were searching for the buyers of those pieces, if I, wasn't, if I recall correctly. I do believe I got a few buyers out of it. Yes. Uh, yeah. You stole some Polaroids. And, and took took pieces. Polaroids of the um, yeah of the uh, pieces that had been that were there. Um, 
I think I have this wrong. I think I have 11.30 p.m., which should say 11.30 a.m., because I don't think you guys even went that far. Yeah, we ended the game at 3 p.m. Yeah. So you guys rendezvoused at some point during the day, approximately 11.30 and to the to the McAllister building where there was Agent Mignong, Mosby, and Maya, and Mantio um, had shown up there and were kind of busy doing um, some cataloging. There was some investigating into the basement of the building because of right. Thomas Manuel. There was some storage um closets i guess were in the basement and in the back it's kind of open and desolate with some some pallets and some things that down there relatively clean but dusty um really not alluding to anything it appears to the team very important and then went up into back into abigail's apartment where um you guys came across a few different things sheet music uh, by agent mosby and um see i think there was the napkins that you had taken prior have disappeared had a little monogram on them um and the mechanic mechanical pieces that were drawn um have took out of the building and now you you don't have them any longer for some reason uh mignon was taking uh, busy taking photos and i think that is where we left off at 3 p.m we found uh we found the sigil yes person the demon and then the end that was pretty significant yes so by chance agent mailman given everything that has transpired you know that this is the the building that everybody, the, the center of investigation, it's been literally a day since you've been gone. It hasn't even been that long. Um, so we start in the apartment of Abigail right at 3 p.m. on August 11th of 1995. Are we, are we all on the same page? Yep. Did I miss anything? Because by the time we get to session 10 or 20 it's gonna be uh, a big story um so as you're in abigail wright's apartment mailman comes in you hear the front entrance of the door open and mailman you go up the stairs to abigail wright's apartment and you can hear uh some of the agents inside the apartment um looks like they're discussing something of interest. You hear the clicking of a Polaroid camera and the film being ejected out. And so uh, Agent Maya has stepped out for some reason, taking a call, and uh, she has not returned. So I'm going to walk in, not really say anything to anybody, and you know, pick up whatever we're, whatever we're using to catalog, whether it be pads, pads, legal pads, or whatever, and just kind of figure out where people have left off and just start working. So Mantia is not um, cataloging; uh, she's probably seated um, near the entrance, 
and she uh she sort of looks at you come in and uh and says uh mailman <laughs> welcome back what a mess <laughs> oh, a lot of dead miss? ends. <laughs> and I think hey, we, we could. Can you can you do me a favor? Yeah, run up run up to the roof. Tell me what you see there before uh, you spend too much time in this room. Okay, thank just you. Go go right up the stairs yeah, here. Just go right up to the stairs. It's just just right up there. And uh, and I uh, grab Mailman's arm. I grab Mailman's arm, and I look at Mantillo, and I'm like, Are you sure we really want to do this right now? And I'm like motioning to him to just chill no for time, a second. No time like the present. You want me to go with him? Yeah, you shouldn't go alone. No, I thought we. I thought we all agreed. There's no more of this splitting up because uh, there's a chance you, we may you not all agree. Really get back together. Yeah, you agreed that for all of us because it's a wise move. I guess it seems like a waste of time. Plus, it means we have to hang out all together. Yeah. So, anybody going to bring me up to speed, or are we just going to pretend like? Uh... Yeah, walk, take a walk with me. Let's see what's going on. I don't want right. to. I don't want to bring you up to speed until you've had a chance to to walk with me. Okay, fair. All right. You I'm can not letting these guys want. out of my sight. I'm not letting you guys out of my sight. I'm, right. I'm already done with that. Come along then. And then It'll I look at Mosby. Mosby, I'll, like, I'll keep cataloging. Are you sure? Let's. Yeah, nothing. I mean, nothing strange has happened in this room we're finding odd odd odds and ends but i mean it's only when you go upstairs that things get weird so i'm already walking out the door hopefully with uh with mailman at this point yeah i i'm with you and as i'm piecing this together that the original plan was to send me by myself and now i keep hearing all the other agents to talk about the <laughs> effed up shit that's been going on i'm like all right mosby i'm, I'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you walk ahead uh, Montia, me, me, you mean? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'll walk ahead. That's not a problem. Um, so yeah, so we'll walk up the stairs and up the stairs and around and go to the door to the roof and see what we see. All right, you go up to the top of the stairs. So you go up to the second floor. You go up to the third floor, and you go up one more flight of stairs. And it goes up to a little jogs to the left a little bit. And there's the door with the crossbar. Yeah, Agent Mantillo, you're leading the way? Yep. And you could feel the heat on the door. And you go to grab the handle and you push it forward and it opens up. And as it opens, there's a bright light of sunshine that hits you. It's just starting to hit the, the... the uh, skyline as it sets down into the three o'clock hour it hits the, all the heat from the tar and the hotness of the August temperatures in New York hits you in the face it's, and it's humid as hell too. You also get that nice, awesome New York aroma. So is this when the crazy stuff starts or? Apparently it's not I- happening today. And I will pull the door shut mm-hmm. and head back down. And probably running into uh, to Mignon, who's like trying to decide whether to leave Mosby alone or follow us. Or ah, what do we do? I followed you. I was two steps behind, and I, I stopped. I stopped at the floor, wondering where 
because I didn't, I didn't come down with you guys before. I was like, this is not how this hallway was the last time I was here. So I'm very confused. Um, and Melman, you can see that on me that I'm, I thought I was expecting to have like a aha moment and there's, I'm not sure. And, and sure. you guys tell me if you're okay with this. Well, I, I we can have off screen Mignon bring me up to speed. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm just going to give him a few, a few things. And hey, look, you obviously see this three floors in this building. <laughs> Yesterday when we were in here, there was a fourth floor, and we all came up here. We got separated. Crazy stuff happened, and I'm just happy that we were all able to get back together. And that was my concern. Was that if you went up there by yourself and got lost, who knows? And, and you know, it, it wasn't dangerous. It was just strange. And now that Has, floor is not here. Have we done any testing on the stuff that's in that room? Is there any hallucinogenics, maybe something in the glue? Or Apparently, there's yes. nothing. We've done oh, no. it. Mosby, you could ask him when you go back down there. He's done All extensive right. testing and there's nothing. But actually, there's, it, it's actually, it's worse, worse than that. Asking. It's nothing. Like he takes a water sample and leaves well, no, the building. No, no. He did a test in the room too and didn't find anything. Yeah. He did that this but he also, Yeah. But even when he leaves with it, there was stuff yeah, written on a napkin. We up. left the building and it just disappeared off the napkin. No idea. No clue. Have we been able to bring anything out with us that that's, was yes. in, in this building? Yes. The Physical object leaves, but any type of writing or let's call it art or whatever is no longer on that. Substance. Well, that napkin survived for a while and then it just disappeared. Like I showed the napkin with the drawing to some people at the hotel and then the whole napkin disappeared. Okay. So I might have lost it. I don't know. But then. And we don't know about the pictures, the Polaroids and stuff. I think they. I guess we left him here. I don't know what happened with the Polaroids. There was also a radio that you guys came across. Yeah, that yeah. thing burned. Yeah, because you ripped it off the wall. Well, who leaves? Well, Maya, Maya ripped off. Who ripped off the wall? Was I it did. Yeah. No, oh, you I did. did. Oh. Sorry. And the battery juice leaked out on me. You see a Band-Aid on Agent Mantillo's so, fingers so we're 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 saying this as we're walking yeah. back down the steps to uh white's park and, and so, most were you he's in the apartment still i'm in the apartment okay i'm gonna i'm we gonna try get to back find. there yeah. yeah once we get there that's where i'm headed is to get up to speed on mosby's take on things because of science good luck with that all right. So when you get back to the, everyone's going to be back in the apartment. Yeah, we're back. Um, yeah. So this is what I found in the room. Chem tests come back normal. Uh, air samples. Everything's kind of normal. Sure. The glue smells bad, but it's not strong enough to be creating any kind of hallucinogenic effect. When we take the samples out of the building, whether it be water or air, everything was sealed proper. I've done this a million times. I know my business. Took it back to the room. Morning came, popped the lid, the water was gone. Like it just—it wasn't there. Was the water gone? The water the was water gone. The water was gone, right? And the, the air water was gone. Was yeah, that's gone. right. Yeah, that's so then shit. when I that's saw that, shit. that kind of freaked me out a little bit. So the air sample hadn't been done yet. 
I did a little, I had a theory at that point where I wanted to see if maybe there was also no air in the air sample, which I don't know how the hell that would happen. So I did a little burning splint test, recognizing that if I put that burning splint into a vial, that would be essentially like a vacuum, it would immediately extinguish. And that's what happened. So when you take things out of this building, they go. Now I have another theory that I would like to test. And I think, I think your abilities, mailman, may be well suited to this. I think we need to take one of the people in this building and see if they are capable of leaving and what happens to them when they are forced to exit. And I, like that I said, uh, from what I've seen, mailman, I think you're well suited to this task. And I am <laughs> more than happy to observe how this goes down. Well, what happened uh, to uh, our girl's boyfriend here in the, and I point to the other, where the other apartment was. Oh, he's still around, I think. You mean the I one mean, doing the recording? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, he's, so, he's still in his room. Okay, and did you, did you guys find anything out about him? Like, I left you, you kind of teed up there. Well, Tio uh, listened to a bunch of the, I'm sorry, Maya listened to a bunch of the Both tapes. Both of us. And, and they blank. were blank. They were, they would hear, uh, not that they were blank, they would just hear the sound of... I guess an empty apartment. At least that's how it was described. It's um, with like, nothing yeah. else. And his paintings were blanked down in the basement too, weren't they? His canvases, yeah, they weren't even painted. Just there was paint as if there had been painting going on, but there were no paintings. You guys get any sense that he was a fed or something? No, I don't think so. In the beginning, yes, but now, no. There's there's something else. All right, so. Yeah, Mosby, I can drag somebody out of here. Uh, do you got, do you have a suggestion? Um, no, I was going to leave that all up to you. Have we had contact with anybody else in the building except uh, uh, right you, Rick Painterson? Yeah, we had the Roger painter and the writer. And author. Yeah. Where's Roger? He is his, on... his, his bedrooms, his room's just down the hall here. It's on this floor. It's at the end of the hall. Um, did you guys have a civil conversation with him? Oh, it was well. He was. He seemed like he was stoned out of his gourd. But yeah, even better. All right, I'm going to go introduce myself. Hey, let me come. This seems like way more fun than photographing junk on the wall. <laughs> I want to see what happens, so I'll follow. So I'll knock on the yeah. door. So everybody is going to Roger Caroon's apartment. Yes. Is that the plan? I'm not saying about myself ever. <laughs> well, this uh, this ought to be interesting. <laughs> but not staying by yourself or Corinne's uh, apartment. <laughs> yes. All right, you go down this down the hallway. So you exit Abigail Wright's apartment, um, and you walk down the hallway, passing the entrance to Thomas Manuel's apartment on the right. And then this directly across the, the way from Thomas Manuel's apartment is the stairway. You go no, past so, that. I know we guys want to go to Roger Croons, but it might make more sense if we bang on Thomas's door because we could conceivably drag him out of the building under the pretext that we want, what's going on with these paintings down in the basement because to access the basement you actually have to go out of the building. But if you guys want to bypass him and go to Roger, by all means. 
I feel like if you're dragging someone out of the building, you don't need a pretext. Okay, fair. I mean, I don't so, know. Do you want a pretext mailman, or do you just want to grab someone and go? Uh, so I want to make sure everybody is is on the same page. So you guys are all talking about dragging somebody so, out of their apartment. And, and to be clear, and yes. into the street. Right. And and they have every reason to believe that that's what mailman is going to do based on how I mailman see. treated Thomas. Right. Right. Um, but mailman has not at any point said he was dragging anybody out. He just he heard what Mosby's next experiment wants to be. And he says, I think I'm the man for the job. That's okay. the extent. And then asked, you know, who should I go to? So if and if whatever chit chat discussion is happening there. I'll give it a little bit and then just just continue on to where they said Roger's apartment was. Okay. So everybody give it head, a knock. Everybody heads down to Roger Caroon's apartment, which is at the end of the hallway. Um and to the the left. Uh I think there's probably yeah, make sure. Yep. So he's way at the end. Um, so you guys go down a long, the long hallway and, um, as you're going down, you're probably picturing his apartment on the left-hand side along that, that entire wall, but the entrance is at the end and you come to his apartment. I'm before I knock, actually, I'm going to turn him in y'all and look at my watch and go, what time have you got? about three three something three fifteen sure i'm gonna match what he said so if my minute my watch was a minute ahead or a minute behind whatever i'm gonna sync it up with his watch sure then i knock on the door okay you hear that that the echo of the knock kind of go through the the hallway um behind you and there's no answer uh, Mr. Caroon, Mr. Caroon, uh, need to talk to you. Um, mm-hmm. Agent Max from the EPA. We've got an environmental hazard. Want to check to see if you have any exposure? Is it also true that we haven't seen anybody at all today in the apartment? Yeah, you haven't heard anybody walking the hallways, coming or going. Yeah. Yeah. There hasn't been any sound here at all today. I don't know what's going on, but it's been quiet. Quiet, quiet. Yeah. Knock a few more times. uh, Give my little EPA speech. Um, I want to look, look down at kind of the lock and, and you know, kind of push the door just a little bit. Is there? Am I getting a sense there's a deadbolt on this thing, or is it just just a handle lock? Yeah, it's probably locked by the deadbolt. Okay. I mean, you could turn the knob and it turns, and then you push and maybe just a tad and it doesn't move. And the, he is on the second floor. He's on the same floor as Abigail, right? So it would be up. Up off the street, first floor. But still first floor. And would his apartment have a window, obviously, at one end? Would it be to the fr- the street side or to the uh, 
uh, inner, the inner courtyard? It would be at the back of the building. Okay. Right. And then Abigail's is the, so his is backed up to Abigail's. Abigail would have a front view of the street. I'm going to see if I can't peek through that window uh, outside if anybody wants to join me. Okay. Is anybody going? Sure. Back. Yeah. I'll stay. I'll stay at the front door just in case. In the hallway. Okay. Agent Mailman and Agent Mantillo are the ones going out of the apartment building. You walk down the hallway. You go out of the apartment. Um, all all of these buildings are very much next to each other, right? There's yeah, no, it's gonna, I'm going to have to go around, so around have the to block go, to come yeah. back in. Yeah, You got to go basically down to the corner, take a right, and either hit an alley or uh, that goes back behind the buildings. And as you do so, it takes a little bit, but you get there. And at the back of the building, there are two windows at the, the floor level. It's a little higher because the basement is down below. And as you can see, kind of as it goes up to the top, uh, two floors, second and third, there'd be a fire escape that goes in, uh, up to the two upper levels. And there's two windows on each side uh, of right. this building, essentially, uh, symmetrically speaking. It's a very narrow building. And all the windows seem very, there's coverings over it, either a shade of some kind or or um, mostly mostly shades that you can tell. Maybe there's a, a blanket of some kind, you're not sure. On the upper ones. Uh, I'm going to head up the fi fire escape. I uh, might need a boost to get up there or stand on something to get to the first ladder. But Yeah, we were up there. We actually shook it down earlier. We went up. Okay. Uh, we entered the building through the roof this morning. So we That's can right. definitely get back up there. So I'm, I'm going to go to Mr. Karoon's window. Is right. it's locked? It is. Um, kind of a... Quick look around and then slip of the elbow. Try to break the glass. All nice. right. Give me, uh, Agent Mailman, a. So I'm, I'm going to guess you're probably not wanting to like be too loud. So why don't you give me a stealth check? Okay. Unbelievable. This game's easy. Four <laughs> out of ten. Unbelievable. <laughs> wow. All right. You happen to, like, hey, I remember in the TV shows, you, you're supposed to kind of wrap it up in cloth, and then you just kind of get yeah. a little, and uh, it doesn't make a lot of glass noise. And you go ahead and do that, and the sound seems relatively muffled. Um, yeah, reach around, un undo the window. Open it up, um, kind of look back, and with the you know you can tell if I look at my face, I, I'm going in. You're welcome to come with me. I will uh, go in. Okay. The light that lights up the apartment once you kind of go in there, it gets very dim from the covering of the of the windows. Uh, the only light that seems to come through is just the 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 muted light 
from the coverings. And then when you move the covering, it kind of opens things up a little bit. You see, um, let's see. Well, the apartment itself at first glance is, um, there's a chair near the window and then there's a bed and a nightstand. So as you come in, there's a chair kind of down to your right. And then there is a wall to your left so the, um, with the bed sticking out from the wall with a nightstand next to it. And then there is a what appears to be a desk directly across the way from uh, where you're entering against the, a short wall um, with a desk chair next to it. And then there is a little bit of an opening to the right of that, which kind of hugs that external wall. Uh, to the left of the desk is the, is the door that you were just previously knocking at that would lead out to the hallway. The room is probably, uh, uh, let's see, uh, 15 by maybe 20 foot room. And then in the back through that uh, archway, um, you can see what appears to be a, a bathtub. And there's no door. It's just an open, open archway. So I'm going to head towards the door to the hallway. Um, and, and as I'm going, um, Matteo, yeah, I know you talked to this guy. Did you get a look in this place? Look at all at the apartment? No, it was locked. Um, he was on the stairs actually when I was knocking on his door. So I haven't been in here at all. So nothing to compare it to. Okay. So I'm going to unlock that, the deadbolt. So if, if need be, someone can come in that door now and I can get out of this door. Uh, to get back to the to the hallway. Who is outside the door? Mignon. Mignon and Mosby. Okay. okay, both of you. You kind of hear something inside. You're not sure what it is. You're not sure if, if it's Roger Caroon. Could be, who you know, who knows. But there seems to be some noise, a little bit of a very distinct, uh, subtle noise inside. If you just hear, listen, because the where you are is, you know, the silence is deafening. Um, but you sense a little something going on inside the apartment. And not too too soon after that, you hear the deadbolt switch. And you're not sure who you're going to see if they open the door. And uh, mailman, you open the door and there's, do. mailman. there's mailman. Any sign of Roger? Uh, no sign of Roger. I'm going to look at my watch. Hmm. Three, seven, three, twelve. 15, uh, yeah, three, 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 20 three, something. Yeah. Three twenty something. Took you about they five match. minutes. Yeah. Okay. All right, so they match. That's all I care about. Um, uh, as you I'm, get to the, doing the, there's just the two rooms in the, in the apartment. Like, yeah. um, Abigail's okay. So yeah, you I'll go, make sure that I'm clearing the rooms as he's going to unlock the door and stuff. So edge of and age mailman, as you go towards the door and you kind of get your, bearings within the apartment you notice that there's a, a word processor that's on the desk um there's some printed out output of pages um and that's otherwise the the place is relatively uh, let me see uh, it looks relatively well actually if you go around, Major Mantillo, as you go around by the bathtub, there are some dirty plates and, and laundry that's all over the place in the back. 
um, the, the sink around the corner is filled to the top with cups and bowls. And Asian mailman, you start to get a little whiff of it. Asian Mantillo, you definitely do as you get around the corner. There is, um, it's, it's the kind of stale sweat in, in the, in the apartment. Mm. And then of course there are, um, even on the, the nightstand and the desk, there are a lot of bottled liquors. Uh, many are quarter full, half full, a couple empty ones. Pernod? Pernod, Victor Lou. <laughs> Pernod. <laughs> um, gotcha. Anthony Edwards. Watch it. So. <laughs> I'm very interested in the, the, the writing. Yeah. So if I look past them and I see the word processor, I'm very curious to see if there's actual stuff written on these pieces of paper or if he has anything stored in his word processor. Um, okay. Well, let's see. There is um, no other writing materials that are seen other than the processor. And there are pages. Um, there's just ad hoc pages of, of different writings that are, that are on these sheets of paper, but they seem out of sequence or they don't make any sense necessarily. It, it looks seems like, they, like uh, fiction. It seems like fiction prose, though. Like it does. Just random. Okay. Yep. For sure, writing in the the science fiction realm, uh, where okay. it might be at the start of a story and then it stops, then it picks up somewhere else. You're not sure if they're of the same story. Um, there's quite a few pages. It will take you some time to kind of determine whether they're all part of the same. Novel that he's outside. Outside. I'm just going to grab them at this point. I'm just going to take these outside, see if they disappear. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take them with me. Well, let's leave and some in no... here. So sure. don't take all of them. We can do that. Uh, see, Mosby, so I, I know I'm... how control works. <laughs> well, I get proud of me. Um, so I turn, I turn on the, the processor. There's nothing stored in there, it's, or there is, and it's just the same. There's nothing in there. Okay. Blank. Okay. Um, no books, no bookshelves. Like, I mean, the guy's a writer. I don't know. I'm starting to think there's there's a there's a correlation to any type of art and something that's going on because we have painters, we have well, the audio. whole building is a, is an art enclave. Yeah. Well, so if it's something happening in the building, then it's just a coincidence that they're all artists. But if it's something happening because they're all artists, that's a different story. But the fact that they're artists is just that's that's what the building was about. That's what we expected to find here, right? Yeah. Uh, Agent Mignon and Agent Mosby, give me a search check. Uh, So Agent Mosby got a 35. Yeah, I'm good. 
out of 61. Yay. Okay. A critical success. Look at you. So easy piece cake. Yeah, Told as you. you are kind of you know, enter you had entered the the apartment and everything, you notice that there uh as the door is cracked open, um Agent Mosby, you realize that there there's a hair that's hanging off um, the bottom of the door near the um, for some reason. It's kind of like there's like a slight um, splinter in the wood of the door, and there's a piece of hair there. Agent Minyang, you notice that there's not only a piece of hair that is on the splintered part of the door where Agent Mosby is looking, but you see the other half of the hair on the other side of where the door jam is. What is this guy like marking his door to see if people break in? Is it, is it his hair? What color is it? How long is it? I don't know. So when we look at the length of the hair, does it look like it was his hair? Oh, for sure. Yeah. It probably it matches. So something. he's marking the door to see people break in. It's like but some kind of old tell. But he would have had to mark it from the inside. Then what? Go out the window? Teleport? Oh, that's right. Uh, well, no, it was I mean, in a, didn't he say up? it's like it's carved into the wood. So maybe he situates it like he's able to jam it into this like crack in the door frame. Yeah, would this have to be done from the outside or the inside, Sean? Uh, you would have to do it on the it, by where it's um, noticed. It's got to be on the outside. Okay. Oh, the crack, the splinters on the outside of the door. Yeah. Yes. So he's he's he's, ah, he's okay. he left it there when he and he left. Did you guys get a sense that he was paranoid or anything? Or he seemed no. totally cool when I talked to him. I mean, not yeah. interesting cool, but just you know. It, and you mentioned you know, he, he was stoned, but the bottles here tell me he's uh, he got a different drunk. problem. Yeah, okay. he could have been drunk. So we already checked this carpet. There's no other microphones going to any of these other doors, or did we not do that yet? Didn't do that. Because I'm going to look at the runner, runner here, too, and see if there's any kind of uh, microphone like there was to Wright's apartment. Okay. Um, so agent Mignon heads out of the apartment proper and you start peeling up the side of the runner or hitting it with your foot, tapping along with your foot. Is that what you're doing? Mignon? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm not like getting out a razor knife and ripping the whole carpet up, but I'm trying to see if I could. Time to roll this sucker up. Rip. <laughs> there's any wires I could feel. I saw how the other one was done. So I figured. Yeah. You know, is there anything here? Yeah, you're tapping along and you're kind of picking up and flipping over the sides of the runner and there doesn't seem to be anything noticeable. It's, you know, the wood is cleaner uh, underneath the runner, but otherwise it's, you don't come across any any particular wires or anomalies. So I still, and I just look at everyone else and I'm like, I still don't understand if if this guy doesn't want someone in there and then we know Wright's room was bugged. I, I, I'm not really, I don't understand. I, I'm with you. I, I mean, presumably he said it there. I suppose we could probably check for fingerprints or something on the door and figure out whether his prints are right there where the hair got jammed in or not. 
but uh, man, do we necessarily else? care that he knows that someone went in there? I mean, well, maybe I'm that's wondering if, if what somebody, we need. I mean, somebody else could have set this up, is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, who sure. set the microphone? Yeah, we don't know. Who set the, the, the air? We don't know. Yeah. And Sean Thomas's door is across from Rogers. He's actually more t- down the way, um, across the across from the stairwell. Actually, it would be the okay. entrance of his of his apartment. So I'm going to turn turn to the crew here and say, "Hey, uh, maybe maybe I do want to talk to Thomas. What do you think?" Fuck, that's fine. I'm going to take a couple of these pages outside with me. I'm going to let that happen. Let's do nothing, that first. I like. Yeah, that. nothing seems like. We're on. You can see me. It's like down the stairs, out the front door. I can hang my hand out the window. Hey, <laughs> Marco. Hey. Uh, Wait, where's so Agent I Marco? No, I, oh, I, I, I go downstairs. I, I grab a couple. I leave the rest of like I have a pile. I leave it, but I I grab like two or three of them and I walk down and. I'm I'm doing this like I'm a little kid expecting a magic trick. Like I know when I walk out this door, the ink is going to disappear. And uh, I look on the street and I make sure no one thinks it's a crazy guy, you know, just walk around. And, uh, but I hold the papers out and I stand outside on the stoop. Sure. So as you go outside and you, you walk out, um, you walk out, walk down the hallway and you guys all hear him clunk, 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 go down the stairway uh, and hit the door and you walk out on the stoop and uh, you take a seat on the steps and you're, you take three pages and right. you walk, you're, you're, you're like, okay. And you look at the page and it's got writing on it and there's an illustration on the, on the page. Um, off kind of off into the right corner um, that you might not have noticed. It just kind of picked up three That's weird. and um, you're looking at it and the writing's still there and you're like, huh? and you, so you flip through the pages and then you come to this one and you, you read it. And it looks like a, a script or a play of some kind. And it says, um, and it says the anthropologist walks out the door. And there's in the lower corner an illustration of steps going into an apartment building looking similar to the McAllister building where there's an individual holding pieces of paper. Um, I have to read more. I, I, I'm frozen, but I need to read more. Is there any more to read after that? Or not well, yet? On that page, that's the only th- the, okay. the only thing that's on. Well, actually, there's a, a couple other pieces like um, enter stage right. They come down the hallway. So I and then there's I like shut- some scribbles through it and there's X's through it. And then but the only thing that is really overly legible that is left without any type of edits or pen or 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 whiteout is that one line that you read. So I poke my head back in and I look up the stairwell towards the guys who are watching me or they're watching me out the window. And uh, 
I turn back around and I take the papers and I I walk across the street and I stand across the street and then I look back at the paper expecting the last line to say he walks across the street. It doesn't say anything. Okay. It doesn't say that, I should say. It just right. stays. There's a it's couple still, I still pages. see that same line. Okay. You still see yeah. the same line. Okay. And then I walk back towards the building quickly and up the stairs. And I don't talk to anybody. Um, they're probably wondering what I'm doing in and out across the street. And, you. and I walk right back to the pile of papers. And I am I am flipping through. I am reading. I'm doing my best uh, college uh, staring at the scanning the page to look for anthropologist, EPA person, mailman, anything that seems to identify us on any of these pages. And you guys just see me like, I'm I'm literally scanning. Nope, nope. Can I interrupt with a question here? Actually, be, before you do that, Edwin, I'd like Lou to give me a sanity check, please. That seems like a good thing. <laughs> okay. Success. Nice job. You were going to say, Edwin. When you said word processor, I'm picturing one of these things that's sort of a little more than an electric typewriter, but that has absolutely no ability to produce graphics. Correct. That would be okay. fair. That's what, Unless yeah. it's that's what I thought it was just like the it was just like the lines on it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay, cool. ASCII art. Right. But this wasn't that. Uh actually it would probably be more apropos that it would be ASCII art of some kind, but it is in the in the form of an individual that's seems to be sitting on the steps of of a building in So it's it's although it's mystical and magical and insane, it's physically possible that that art was produced by this word processor. It is physically possible. it could be actually made with a typewriter if you want to okay. take yeah. the time yeah. to do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Back in the day, kids when we learned typewriting, that we would be fun day. Art. It was fun day. <laughs> it was fun day. That fun day true. was when you could make little art in, on your typewriter. I like to tell my kids that my first essay was actually on a typewriter. Was it on a, a manual typewriter? Is the yeah, question. manual with, wow. with like onion skin paper. And I had the, the little stupid thing you had to put in there to like the when white. I made a mistake. Yeah. You had to have muscle. In your Isn't fingers there? to use a manual typewriter. So anyway, I am frantically <laughs> flipping through these pages. And do I see, I mean, I'm looking for cues to anything that sounds like us. No, it's, it, um, there is, um, a couple of components that, let me see if I can, um, uh, there is one page. What's going on there, Mignon? And I, while I'm in the middle of it, I take the one that has 
the anthropologist walks across or walks outside. I just hold it up. It actually says the anthropologist um, walks out of the building and sits on the steps. I, I will grab it from him and take a look at whatever it is. Is that what it says now, or that's what it said originally? That's what it said before, in, in its entirety. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay, okay. And then there's a picture of some guy in ASCII text that seems to be, you could, if you hold it out far enough, if you're too close, it just looks right. like X's that's and O's. Right. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> okay. There's an, also another page that, that says, um, scene. So the smoking lounge, a large parlor on the fourth floor. In the room are the dog, Thomas, and Michelle. Next line says, enter Mark Rourke. Do we, know, any, do we know who Michelle is or Rourke? No, okay. there's been no mention of a Michelle or Rourke. Okay. Yeah, I don't see him on the mailboxes. And there's a, there's a, a name that or it says Mark. Abigail is gone. She moved upstairs today. Actually, I will just show you this. Therefore, you guys can read it if you would like. Uh, let's see. It would be a awesome handout if they sort of predicted this, and there was a handout that said the anthropologist <laughs> went out on the floor. <laughs> <Dad> Willer. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting out of the game now. I'm like, ding, I'm out. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> uh, where are you showing? Oh, there it is. Uh, I got it. Came it. Up. Oh, look at that. That's cool. Enter federal agents. That's us. Uh, the board. So you want to read this out loud or not? No. Yeah. Are you reading it? You're re are you yeah. all, I imagine you're Yeah, I got it. So. Yeah. Which is riveting so know, for those watching. On right. YouTube. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, right? like, yeah, so like reading this. I am displaying oh, oh, it. Are we just going to take a part? <laughs> you kids yeah, want to take a part? Thomas. So, somebody right, needs so to it's be a the, conversation uh, between Mark, the stage manager, right? There's a four, yeah, yes, Mark right. and a guy named Thomas and Michelle. And then there's the, the notes. So that's four, four yeah. parts, four people. It's perfect. We can assume right. Mark, we can assume Thomas is Thomas Manuel, right? So Mark says, yeah. Abigail is gone. She moved upstairs today. And I miss the kid. Shell pipes in, oh, says sorry. her dad, that pig, came around. She doesn't like you, Mark. No one likes you. Anyway, she ran off with that salesman. Everybody knows it. Mark then says, F you, C word. <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> the dog barks. And then someone is heard coming up the steps, a loud racket reverberating up and down the stair case mark says what is that who's that or who is that everyone stops to listen michelle says who could be down there who is that 
Mark steps to the doorway and leans out to look down the stairs. Hello, hello. And then in parentheses, enter federal agents. We well, didn't hear anybody. When we went in. Nobody said hello, right? Oh. Well, that's not true. Thomas said hello to me when I went in, but I went in with him. I mean, we were just talking. Like this scene didn't happen. No. No. But he's could have written this like yesterday. Absolutely. Is there there's no dates on it? Does one of your chemical things tell us how old the ink is? If it's super dry or just kind of dry? Maybe. Maybe I could do that kind of analysis. I'd have to get my kit, but yeah, maybe we could do that. This is messed up. I don't know. Yeah. And it sounds like, okay, so first off, is Michelle in the apartment? Like, have we seen her on any of the mailboxes? Michelle. No, the only mailboxes we saw were Van, well, it could be last name, Van yeah. Fitz, RC, which we know is Roger Caroon, Wright, and Manuel. So unless it's Van Fritz. Okay. Because I, I mean, don't know who Mark is either. She knows oh, no, that Abigail's Mark, dad. York, York. Oh, do we? Have we met Mark? Rourke? No. No. But I mean, they know that, Mich- I mean, Abigail's dad was a cop. I don't know. This is this is weird. This is not oh, a coincidence, yeah. gentlemen, and uh, and Antio. Uh, so uh, let's see if uh, Thomas knows Mark and Michelle. Sure, if we can find him. I'm gonna walk over there and give a knock knock. All right. So you're gonna go across to the hallway and pay. A Thomas Manuel a visit? Is that the, the goal? Okay. Yep. While they're doing that, I'm going to go play with the word processor. I'm going to play with it. I want to tape some stuff out. Mignon's going to Roger Caroon's apartment. Is anybody accommodating? accommodating? Yeah, I wanted to go with uh, Mignon. Because uh, I wanted to check the fridge. That was one thing I wanted to do in uh, Roger's apartment. Okay. I'll, I'll, uh, so the two of them are going. I'll uh, I'll keep searching through Thomas's apartment here and see uh, see if I find anything else. I was also thinking about the fridge in Thomas's apartment because I know there's the dirty dishes. So, yeah, I'll... Uh, You're talking about Roger's apartment, not Thomas's. I'm talking about Roger's apartment, not Thomas's. You're right. You're going to Thomas's apartment. Correct. And Mosby, you're going to search Thomas's? No, no, Rogers. You're the one we were just Rogers. in the right. Yeah, so I'm yeah, going to search Thomas's. Rogers. Right. Yeah. Thomas's fridge. And um, yeah, try to get some idea of when the food started spoiling or not, or the dishes, all that kind of stuff. See if he's got spare clothing, whatever. I'll go through the place. So Mantillo, Mosby, and, Ma- and Mignon go back to Roger Caroon's apartment. The mailman, each mailman's going to go to Thomas Manuel's. Okay. You guys go do, down the hallway back to, to Roger Caroon's apartment. That appears to be still open. And um, there's the word processor. You can certainly turn it on, Agent Mignon. Agent Mosby, you go around the corner, Agent Mantillo in tow, and you take a look inside the refrigerator 
and you open up the fridge and there are a few items. Uh, there is a half drunk, drank, drunken um, <laughs> gallon of milk. There, is, there are some uh, some che- a block of cheese um, and a few other condiments that are located within the refrigerator. Expiry dates? Or how's that cheese look? Yeah, the expiration dates are, at, looks like, March of 1995. Oh, March. Oh, and, but how's it look then? Like, is the cheese green? Nope, looks fine. Five bucks if you smell the milk. No. Yeah. <laughs> Ten if you drink it. Oh, I can't turn down a dare. All right, I'll pop the top and uh, take a swig of the milk. That tastes fine. Hold out my hand. I will <laughs> pull out a 10 spot and uh, give it give it over to Mantillo. Shock. I'll tuck it in my shirt pocket. <laughs> While this amazing, you know, police detective work is going on, Agent Mosby, I, give me a. Actually, I would say Agent Mantillo, give me a sanity check. All right. Uh, well, he's doing that. I do want to bag the cheese. I'm going to take it out of the building when we leave. Oh, look at that. All right. You succeed. Critical success. 55. Nice job. I thought that that's going to be the quote of the evening. I bag the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had that happen in an RPG. Anyway, I'm on the word processor. And I'm starting to, I don't know. I think I'm connecting these dots in my brain somehow. I I think I'm, I'm getting it. I may not be, but I, I start, I go on the word processor and I start I hit new page, which I believe that was a thing on there when I, if I remember a thousand years ago. Uh, Lou, you're going to walk me through the, the workings. You're going <laughs> to troubleshoot and walk me through as a guide of a 1980 something word processor. TI word processor. Unbelievable. I I, My I sister had now. one. I never I'm used it. I'm going back to like, I think it's like 1988. I think I'm going back <laughs> to my brain. All right. Good so Lord. new page. Yeah. And I and I type in scene Roger Caroon's apartment, and I put enter anthropologist uh, army trainer and EPA agent, and then I write, you know, I, I'm gonna I don't have to, I'm not gonna type the whole thing. Out. I'm gonna put EPA agent dares army trainer to drink milk and i'll put all the dialogue in. i'm literally just typing it out as i go and then um i'll put uh you know mailman goes to thomas's uh manuel's apartment and i type all that out and then i put uh then together they all go up to the sixth floor and I make sure there's paper in it. There's a bunch, you know. If there isn't, I'll take the backside of one of the ones there. And I hit print. All right. While they're doing that. And you guys can, 
uh, Mosby and Mantillo, you can hear them. Like these keyboards were loud. Like they're mechanical keyboards, no silence on them. It's clack, 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 backspace, clack, clack, clack. And you hear Agent Mignon typing away on this, this device. It's got an orange screen and letters are going across it. And you get to where you think you, you're, I've got everything on the page that I need to. You're like, yep, all I need to do is just hit this print button. And you hit print and uh, it says error out of ink. Son of a bitch. Going back to Agent Mailman as they <sighs> futz around in Roger Caroon's apartment. And you go so to, I, I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I, I assume Mignon, was, as he was writing the script, mentioned the mailman finding the $100 bill uh, on the floor. Gosh. <laughs> the finer details, right? Powerball. All you had to do was just is... type it. That's all you had to do. Right, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to knock on Thomas's door. All right. Knock, knock, knock. And you, Mr. Benwell. Keep knocking two or three times, nothing. He open. He cracks open the door, and there's there we go. Thomas Manuel, and he says, "Yes, uh, oh, yep. it's you." Yeah, I uh, got, got a couple follow up questions. Uh, I don't need to come inside. If you want to stop out here in the hall with me, well, just, uh, just we're we're trying to wrap things up here, and just want to just finish finish out a few things. But is that necessary? Uh, it depends. I mean, if you like us hanging out here on a daily basis, you can, uh, you know. You know, take your time here, and we'll we'll dawdle around and whatnot. But if you're interested in us getting out of your hair, um, you know, a couple questions and we're done. Okay, yeah. We're, done we're, trust me, I want to get out of here too. No, that's fine. Uh, sure. Okay. And you, he closes the door, slides the uh, chain, and uh, opens it wider, and and steps out to the into the hallway and close. He kind of uh, it doesn't close the door all the way, but he just right. brings it to him. Says, yeah. What? What? What's going on? So, so Thomas, um, how long have you known Mark Rourke? Mark Rourke. Mm. I don't. I don't. I don't think I know Mark Rourke. He says he knows you. So that's weird. Hmm, that's strange. Is he? Uh, does he live around here? Or? Okay, so you're saying you're you're telling me you've you don't know a Mark Rourke. Mm, uh, I'm trying to think. I don't believe so. Okay. Was the last time you talked to Abigail from down the hall here? Abigail? Um, let's see. Uh, when did she when was the last time I saw her? I think it was 20, 20, uh, 20, 28th of May, I believe. Nine, yeah, 28th of May. And how about her friend, Michelle? When's the last time you saw Michelle? Michelle? Are you talking about, oh, Michelle. Right. Oh, I don't know. I think I saw her a few days ago, maybe. I don't know. It was, she kind of keeps to herself. I really, you know. 
You know, it's, I don't talk to her much. Um, so we're, tr- we didn't see her name on any of the mailboxes. Which apartment is Michelle's? Oh, uh, she's in six B. Okay. Um, so you, you said, you know, obviously that you're a painter, Thomas. Yeah, that's right. Um, looks like it's been selling well because we weren't able to find any of your pieces in the basement. Um, but we did find some spilled paint um, right on the front sidewalk near near where you go into the basement. Mm. And I need you to come down and look at it for me. Give me a sense of whether um, that's something that you've seen before, whether maybe you spilled it. Um, we're trying to figure out exactly when, when this paint got spilled on the sidewalk. So um, just why don't you come with me real quick. We're going to go down and check it out. Yeah, I usually don't take my paint out of the basement. It's probably Great. not mine. They, I don't know if they're painting the building or not, but well, it's not my, my paint. I usually, like I said, I don't like taking out my paints. So then this will be this will be real this will be real easy, Thomas. Come on. Mm. Are you not coming, Thomas? I mean, I mean, I suppose I could, but I don't know what the point of this is all gonna be. But um, I'm, I, Thomas, I'm just checking boxes, man. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to get. I, I like, I, I want to go home. Yeah. I want to go see my family. Sure. I, I mean, I know, I know this is a pain in the ass, but like by tonight, you'll you'll never have to see my mug again. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Well, I just, I just need you to look at it and then tell me it's not your paint. That's it. Yeah. All right. No, that's fine. So I'm going to head, head out. Um, and, uh, kind of, you know, each time like opening, opening the door for him, kind of letting him pass in front of me. Yeah. He goes towards the front of the door and walks down the hallway, goes towards the front front door down the okay. steps he's like yeah uh where's where's the paint it looks uh, it, it's out on the fr- it's out on the front sidewalk thomas uh, i don't see any paint <laughs> yeah, of course you don't because we're standing inside thomas let's go outside and let's go look at it and literally all you have to say man is just say yeah that's not my paint i've never seen it before but i but i can't say that i can't i can't check this box without you looking at it. i just need you to look at it all right all right. Sounds okay. That's fine. He opens up the door and he goes down the steps and goes towards the, he gets to the, the door of the basement and he's like, I don't see any paint. Yeah. That, that, that is weird. Um, hold on a second. Uh, Th- Thomas, can you come up here and I'm going to go to kind of towards the street and say, um, how how new does this street look to you? How new? Yeah, I'm going to get like down on one knee, like I'm looking at something, uh, but trying to get him, you know, a, a, a little bit farther from the building. Okay. He walks the, out by the sidewalk and he's like, what are you talking about? I, I, when's the last time they paved us? Do you remember? No, I don't know. Maybe, okay. I don't know. Could have been 10 years ago. I don't know. I've only lived here a few years. Perfect. You know what, Thomas, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, I'll let you know if I have any more questions, but I think we're done, my friend. 
Okay, sounds good. I'm going to go up to uh, Roger's apartment and uh, update Mosby and the gang that uh, <laughs> Thomas is able to leave the building. Well, that's good. So Thomas goes up the steps through the door, back into his apartment, closes the door, and you hear the, the lock. So I asked him about a Mark Rourke, claimed to never know him, which I was pretty suspicious about until I asked him about a Michelle, who he did know, um, and says she's in 6C. 6B. Well, that's yeah. uh, that's awesome. That's up on the sixth floor that doesn't exist today. Like literally, mailman's like, "Oh shit!" Didn't even think about that. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if that's true because the apartments earlier were labeled differently. They were like labeled no, eleven. The, definitely the sixth floor, I believe. Yeah, right? but the six C six B should be the sixth floor. Yeah. Um, you didn't happen to ask him how do we get to the sixth floor? I guess so. Um. No, but I, and I kind of <laughs> kind of point is like he's right there, Mignon. I told him I was going to leave him alone. Well, I, I've already asked him how to get to the sixth floor. And what did he say? He said some spiritual bullshit. I don't know. You you have to you, when you're ready, you'll find the way. Something like that. <laughs> there and is a six B to the apartment building. There is right. That's it because it's, it's they're like one, two, three, four, five, six. So it's not like yeah, okay. So we can find six okay. B presumably. All right, that's different. Let's go see Michelle then, maybe. Yeah, let's go introduce ourselves <clears throat> to Michelle. Okay. So Michelle, you go up to the uh, next floor, um, and you would come up the stairs, and there is uh, to the right, off the stairs, and uh, across from you is six B. Want to take a quick bio break uh, before we knock on Michelle's door? We could certainly do that. All right. Be All right. back in 10. All right. All right. Knock. Who? Okay. So I know there were people in Karun's apartment. He has looked in the refrigerator. Mantillo, like a champ, guzzled what appeared to be expired milk. <laughs> Sipped. Thank you very much. Sipped. Sipped. <laughs> Sipped like a dilettante. And Agent Mosby lost the bet thinking she couldn't couldn't keep it down. <sighs> Crazy. And I bagged the cheese. Bagged the cheese. The cheese. I bagged the cheese. Yeah, I'm taking that cheese with me. All right. I bagged the cheese. Isn't that like a song? Like the cat ate the cheese. The cat ate the cheese. Is the cheese going to disappear when we take it outside? That's I'm sure it's in some weird, obscure Led Zeppelin song, and no one understands what I make the cheese means. Yeah. So when you, and then the the word processors processors out of ink, and Agent Minyoung has this file that's he's typed up. And can't print. So I just I just carry the word processor with me around until I can find ink. <laughs> it's got a plug, buddy. I just I just see it there. So do you all age are you all hanging out in, in agent or agent 
Roger Caroon's apartment or now are you guys going? Um, yeah, I think I I'm go gone and yeah. go just check out Michelle's. Yeah, we're all going to go to Michelle's. We're all yep. going to Michelle's, man. Can we put that hair? Can we put the hair back on the door if we're going to leave this place? Sure. Uh, they're broken. short. Like they're broke. I, I could look through the apartment for another hair. I mean, probably the 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 guy's a pig. He's probably got hairs lying around. So yeah, I'll look for a hair. Hairs lie around all over the place. Eh? You know, it's a, it's a crazy world. Cats and dogs really sleeping is. together. Hairs lying all over the place. Yeah. All right. It's always a hairbrush. Yeah. I and will, would, uh, would yeah. hairs lie, be lying all around your place? Um, not my ears, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, that was bad. Sorry, Edwin. You're still right. damn handsome. That's all I got to say. I'm, I'm tough. All right. <laughs> all right. So everybody's going to go up to Michelle Van Fitz's apartment. That's the consensus. Everybody. Hey, we got a last name. Out oh, of that. she's the Van Fitz. Nice. She is. So on the mailbox downstairs, it would have said Van Fitz 6B, right? Uh, I Did it not say that? Maybe it was. Oh, I didn't write. You didn't give us numbers. I just wrote the names down. So I'm guessing. Did you Van have Fitz Van Fitz written down? I think, right? Yeah. 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 There you go. 6B, Van Fitz. You like <clears throat> Mignon, put it together. There we go. There you go. Boom. All right, so you go upstairs, you go to the right. There's a, a, a door uh, across the hallway, 6B. I'm yeah. not the lead. You guys are all there standing oh, outside the door. Agent Mantillo knocks on the door. And you hear somebody inside. Who is it? Uh, FBI. FBI. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which? What do you need? We're uh, we're here looking into uh, Abigail. Can you? Uh, can we talk to you for a few minutes, please? I gave all my answers to the police. You don't have to be stubborn. I'm not stubborn. I've given my given all the info to the police. No need to talk to me. That's all local, Michelle. We, we we're federal. Uh huh. So we'll then you got a warrant. Then you got not a warrant. Him, not asking to come in, Michelle. Oh, that's fine. I'm not asking to open my door. Then it's going to be it's okay. Have a nice day. Enjoy your enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs> we will. I think we're going to enjoy it a lot. Do we want to talk to her or not? Um, unless you want to go a different route. And uh, yeah, like, did, does that even make sense that we need a warrant just to talk to her? What? Yeah, just no, then yeah, like that's rubbish. I mean, we can open the door. I'm not concerned about that part. And I'm I'm trying to have this conversation sort of loud enough uh, to actually be threatening, as opposed to um, uh, necessarily actually meaning any of it. Yeah, I mean, 
if she doesn't, and I'm now I'm picking up on what, what, what you're doing. I'm like, yeah, I mean, if she doesn't want to open the door and ask a couple simple questions, um, you know, what, what we've got right here says we can just, you know, we can just bust the, bust, bust the door real quick. We just knock it in. Right. Yeah. Do you want me to go downstairs to the car and get, you're going to break my door. You're going to break my door. That's the, that's how you're going to deal with this. Just want to ask a few questions. I don't know. Go why ahead. Go so ahead. Difficult. Ask your questions. Go ahead. I can hear you. And there's no reason to open the door if you're just going to ask me some questions. Carry on then. I'm listening. Go ahead. What happened to Abigail, Abigail Wright? I don't know. When's the last time you saw her? Mm. Oh, let me think. Don't you all have this info? The last time you saw her? No. Mm, let's see. I saw her maybe mm, March. I think. You think, huh? Well, I'm trying to think. It's been a little while. Mm-hmm. She's been missing since what? June? So you, you, you know, she's been missing since June, but the last time you saw her was in March. Um, Maybe been May. Maybe I'm getting my M months miss messed up. <laughs> well, speaking of M's, how about when's the last time you saw Mark? Mark. Mark Who's Ruckus. M- Mark who? Ruckus. R- Ruckus. I don't know then, any what, Mark what, Ruckus. Wasn't that the script? Wasn't that the Mark Ruckus? What was it? I closed the script like a dope. Rourke. 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 Sorry. Mark Rourke. Mm. You don't know Mark Rourke? No. I don't know no Mark Rourke. Pretty much know everybody that lives around here, Michelle? In this building? I mean, there's only a few tenants. Who do I need to know? Whisper, I whispered to Mailman. I said, maybe you should mention the sixth floor. And that we know that she knows that we know that Abigail has gone to the sixth floor. So, Michelle, I'm not saying this is your fault. But what would be my fault? We know Abigail's on the sixth floor. And we also know, thanks to Thomas and Roger, that you know she's on the sixth floor. All right, then what do you need with me? Sounds like you got it all figured out. Almost. What we can't figure out is how we get there. It's been explained to us a few times. We're getting conflicting stories. Like I'm six years old, explain to me how to get to the sixth floor. And so I interject the question. This will be the first time she's hearing my voice. And it's very calm good demeanor 
I have a very high human. And uh, I warn you, GM. <laughs> 73. Uh, go, ahead. go ahead. Ask me to roll. So, <laughs> so while power. we're while we're doing this, there I'm growing, I, like I have my little satchel that I keep like my book and my bag and stuff. And I've been staring at these musical notes and this piece of paper that we took off of Abigail's wall. We really didn't think much of it, but you know, it's something I've been staring at while I keep looking through all the stuff. And there's something in there that gives me a clue that I think maybe we can only get to the upper floors at night. And I mentioned to, I just say it out loud. I'm like, uh, Michelle, uh, again, I just, um, I think we understand the only way for us to get in touch with Abigail or, or go upstairs um, is after the sun sets. And I want to see if like her demeanor changes or like does she know what I'm talking about. I want to see if I get any clue from what she says after this. After dark, up, what are you talking about? Just, uh, I don't know. Uh, people have told us that now I'm totally lying. <laughs> people have said that uh, if we, if we need to go upstairs, we should, we should do it later in the day. All right. Then go upstairs later in the day. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not saying anything. Floor? I think this ends our our conversation. I asked you answered your questions. Now go away. You don't have a want or nothing else you could do. Miss <laughs> 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 uh, Van Fitz, you're a very funny woman who has no idea how the world works. Oh, I know how the world works. I'll tell you, I'll call my lawyer. Oh, I'll call boy. I don't even know. I've, I haven't asked you for your badges and your ID. That's because you haven't opened the door. Hard to look at a badge when you can't open the door. I don't need this. Okay, fine. She slides the 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 uh, chain and cracks yeah. it open, but the chain's still latched. Let me see your ID. All right. I will pull out my ID and I will show it to her and I will also shove my foot in the door in that two inches of the of the crack there. What do I smell coming out of her room? Uh, nothing actually peculiar coming out of okay. her, her apartment. In the background, you see uh, a load of books on a bookshelf. Like, it seems Whoa. to take up the whole... Like your view behind her, um, to, if, if you have any angle whatsoever. You you a writer, uh, Miss Van Fitz? That's right. I'm an author. I could tell none of you have probably read my my type of books. Maybe you, and maybe you. She points to, uh, or actually, she would only point to Agent Mantillo since Agent Maya is not there. Think we've read your kind of books? What what do I see of her as she's looking at my ID? You see like her face 
looking through the, the crack in the door, um, the gap in the door that's about the length of a chain. What does she the look like? Lock. I did I should. Yeah, yeah you uh, popped here. She, he popped the yeah. picture up. Oh, I have my notes up. Not. Oh, okay. I have my notes. Not. Uh, gotcha. So there we go. Noxious woman from either Boston, New York, depending. So, yeah, so I sort of raise an eyebrow uh, to the others, like, you know, and look at the and sort of glanced over the chain with a just a, a, a question. Well, now, why did you put your foot in my door? Is that necessary? I haven't broken any laws. And can I make a luck check to see if when I was in the bookstore earlier, I may have glanced <laughs> at a book in a succession in a section that is not necessarily a section I usually go into and may have seen Van Fitz as the author of one of these books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Go ahead. Give me a luck check. And then I flipped a coin. Yeah, I flipped a coin. Yeah. I was flipping a coin. Bullshit. <laughs> I forgot where luck is on this. It's at the top of the spot, sheet. Right? Top right. Where it says luck on your character sheet. All the way to the top. All along All the, the way. Oh, roll luck. Got it. Look at that. <laughs> Critical failure. <laughs> no, I don't but know yes. who you are. Yes, there was a Van Fitz. <laughs> yeah. No, the problem is I do know who it is, and I have her whole collection of vampire romance novels. And I didn't want to tell anybody that. Yeah, you have Van Fitz's romance novels. So I figured. Awesome. All right, so so getting no um no feedback from the others, I will uh extract my foot from the door. Thank you very much for moving your foot from my door. Appreciate are we done, are we done here? Michelle. We're done. We're done. Um, where's, where's a good place for us all to talk? Abigail's. Well, Abigail's parents. Yeah. She closes the door. Yeah. Let's just do a quick recap of what we figured out. And so we're, we got someone to leave the building. They didn't vanish. Um, Mignon, you took stuff out of the building, didn't vanish, but it also had a script that, you know, include, appeared to include us. And it, it appeared to be prescient that you were going to be on the stoop. Do you think that it's possible we didn't see this bit of art beforehand? Does that seem likely that this art appeared when you went outside, or do you think it could have already been there? That's a great question. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't staring at the page as I was walking outside. But you rifled through the pages. Did you? Did any of the other pages have any art on them? Or is it just this? This is the only page with some art on. It's them? the only page with any, any anything other than a written word. Yeah. Seems like this would have been noticed, but maybe not. Maybe you just skimmed so, lightly. 
so if anyone was curious about what I was saying about music. Yeah. yeah. Why nighttime? Yeah. If you look at, I show them the piece of paper that we took off of Abigail's wall. What the and it's uh, Maya and I took it off, I believe. And it's sheet music just written on a piece of paper. And if you click on that uh, music, it says, let the red dawn surmise what we shall do when this blue starlight dies and all is through. Again, I don't know. I was just, I'm trying anything. Like everyone yeah, I don't else know why here. you think that's night. I mean, that could be day, right? That's when the blue starlight dies. But I wrote down the notes to see if there was something going on and I didn't get anything there either. You know, there's a piano at the hotel. We could go play this and see what happens. That'd be fun. Maybe we could, could do I, that. Mignon, you might be right. I mean, how many how many times have you how many times have we gone up there collectively today? It's, it hasn't appeared, right? Yeah. Yesterday it appeared well, when did it appear yesterday? We don't know. Was it nighttime? It was there when we went. It was nighttime because we got here in the evening. So by the time we tried to go up there, it was after dark. Are you referring to the the music that you came across? Oh, just no, the fourth the, floor the alone, fourth like floor. yesterday. Oh. Like when we went up there, when we found the fourth floor, was it nighttime? Was it I mean, suns- after sunset? Do we, I guess, is that, do we want to just come back later at night? We'll go play the music and then come back at night and see if the floor, do we, are we really going back in there? Like, I, I mean, know. we got lucky we found each other Well, and we got right. lucky we got you out. You guys split up last time, right? Yeah. You have we no did, idea. And that was a bad idea. idea and I stare at Mantillo when I say that was a bad idea. Yeah. You have no well, idea. It wasn't a bad idea. We didn't know anything about it. Look, we got to figure out what's going on. Exactly. So let's all stay together. We got to go in there. Yeah, let's all stay together. Let's come back tonight. If you guys want to go do some dueling pianos at the hotel, we can do that too. Then I can tell you about the the lion-headed demon that rides a bear and plays a trumpet. So, oh yeah, I'm sorry, mailman. We forgot to tell you about that part. And didn't we actually? Now that maybe we should have mentioned this earlier to Mailman. <laughs> well, and didn't didn't we uh, didn't we stop on that bit of cliffhanger last time? Actually, it was towards the end, but um, because yeah, there was the oh yeah no that's right no there wasn't it wasn't it was because you said that and then there was the other piece of it that was like oh well it was all made up anyway because so, there was the the scarf thing or I don't I'm trying to remember now what did I write down. Man so, with a snake, yeah, around his neck. Yeah, we have we have a symbol that we we found on Abigail's wall that okay. is clearly a demonic sigil for the demon Person. And, and how do we I know, know Person? Did you guys look it up, or uh, that's my specialty, occult okay. studies? So Alistair Crowley translated a book from the. 17th century that had all of these 72 sigils in it and uh, i was aware of it and the demon is portrayed as a man with a 
lion head riding a bear playing a trumpet. And and we just saw the sigil, but now you're saying you saw this thing on the fourth floor. No. <laughs> we no. saw the sigil. That's what it represents. But apparently outside crossing the street, when we saw the sigil, uh, there was a sound. Could or could not. Again, I'm not even sure of anything anymore. But there could have been a person walking across the street while car horns were sounding and they had a snake around their neck. Uh, but then we didn't see them anymore. So, kind of like yes. my clown. And I, yes, I look at him like the clown. Yeah. Same thing. So, uh, again, not so sure. Um, uh, mailman, do you want to see the sigil? I mean, yeah, sure. It might be a little intense. There was that other symbol we found too, wasn't there? That we didn't yeah, know there what was. This, was? Yeah, other yeah, strange the symbol yellow, found earlier. The, the, the arrowhead-looking thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the pure. That's the pure on one. Purse on one. Okay. And that how do you get, how do you get exactly, a lion riding a bear out of that? You don't. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, you don't. Crowley is no longer alive, and I can't ask him. Okay. But. Uh, yeah. But the, those are pretty, the 72 sigils are pretty well known in my circle. Got so. it. Got it. All right. Uh, yeah. So I don't know how to tie that into anything other than it's a little scary because it has to do with demons. You, so. I think all of us probably in the wrong line of business if we're going to be easily spooked out. So. All right. So outside of cataloging, there's some, you know, a few other things we need to make sure of. So let's go get a bite to eat. Let's hey, come back here. That's the best tonight. idea I've heard in a while. All right. So I think the time, unless I know, unless you guys do time anything differently, time. I think is going to be roughly four o'clock, four, a little after four that you leave Abigail or the um, McAllister building. Is that? At least, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess the plan, what, what time of year is it again? Is it summer? Well, yeah, if it was three, August. if it was like 3.20 and then we went to Michelle's and then we went to his and yeah, it's got to be well after four by now. Yeah. Yeah, so early dinner, come back around eight-ish. Okay. Whenever sunset is. Um, and then I'm going to have to bail. All right. I don't even know what the plan is after this. We got we just, a plan, though. We just walk up the stairs again. Is it here? I don't know. I mean, man, we got to be scientists at this point, right? We got to keep just keep trying shit. Yeah. I mean, we literally walked up the stairs and it was there. Oh, great. Shh. And Matteo and I walked up the stairs and it wasn't. So if it's there tonight, then that leans into your theory, right? The bag of cheese. How does it look? Looks fine. Oh, the cheese looks good. Eat okay. Some. No, I'm not touching it. Don't let. Don't put it near with Tio. She'll eat it. I mean, like that's like the first rule of science, man. Don't eat the evidence. 
You think science is going to solve these problems? I I don't know where you're. Why? Sorry. What, what you? What sort of experiences you've had where you believe that science is going to be useful in this stuff? But all right, if it makes you feel better, if it helps you sleep at night. Not really. All right. So you guys leave the apartment building, grab something to eat somewhere together, right? Yeah. And then are going to go back in a two or three hours. We were going to find a piano bar too and or find a piano somewhere and play that song. Okay. So you go into the restaurant and, and Mosby, you're like, you know, you came out of the apartment, you're looking at the cheese, cheese is fine. And you go into the restaurant and you're, you know, sitting down and you put some stuff on the table and part of one of it's the, the, the chunk of cheese. It's when you do that and you put it out there, you're not even sure you pulled out the right thing from your pockets. It looks, does it look like looks completely different. Looks looks green, almost oh. blue. Oh, mold! Yeah, and, mold uh, on that. It, That's like two months worth of mold on that piece of cheese. And the waiter comes over. <laughs> it's like, yeah, looks. Sir, no can we have some food. crackers? <laughs> no, no outside food, sir. Oh. <laughs> And then I, I look right at, for a pretty penny. I look at Mantillo. How's your stomach feeling? Feel strong. Now, give me Ooh. a sanity check, Agent Mosby. Sure. That is not. That's not right. That's not right. Nice. It's not right. It's not Appreciate supposed to grow us. like that. Uh, 19 out of 74. Wow. Okay. It's, yeah. You guys can't miss. I don't think anybody's failed the die roll except for it, Agent Mignon and his luck check. When I see that, I look at my watch and I look at the clock on the wall. Do they match? Yeah. It's 5 o'clock, right? Probably 5, 530. Mm-hmm. I look at Melman. I'm like, I don't understand. I do not understand. Yeah. <laughs> It's like some things exist only in the building. Some things come out of the building. They age. The the there's these floors that don't exist but exist. Like it's like it's like reality is a hot mess at this location. And all kinds of laws of physics are breaking. It's like this place is a node. I look at the papers that I took. Has the condition of the papers changed at all? The papers, no, old and no, brittle or yellowed. They or seem to be like the that. same. They, they, they haven't changed since you've left. The waiter comes over. Ah, uh, can I get drinks for everybody? Yes. yes. Okay. A resounding yes. Ah, yes. <laughs> and it looks like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. A pitcher. Bring the second round pitcher. immediately. Pitcher. Okay. Pitcher beer. All right. All right. Uh, one pitcher beer, four glasses. Yes. Got Two it. Four glasses, beer, pitcher four glasses. beer. Got it. Yep. <laughs> appetizers. You want to put in uh, anything right now for appetizers? Nothing with yeah, cheese on cheese it. Sticks. 
Nothing, nothing with cheese. Cheese sticks, no cheese sticks. No cheese sticks. No cheese sticks. All right. I want the cheese sticks. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll just leave this here. Here's some menus, uh, you know, special of the day. I'll bring back your uh, pitcher of beer, and then you guys uh, maybe maybe time for order. Uh, If that, no problem. Be right back. All right. So comes back with your pitcher of beer. No worries. Cheese sticks. Cheese sticks. <laughs> or puts an order of cheese sticks. You guys gonna every we do anything special while you're at dinner? You're gonna, or are we gonna, not, not until we find a piano. Okay. No piano <laughs> yeah. in the place. We'll go somewhere else. We'll like you gotta one. go down, you gotta cro- go across sure. like twelve blocks down that way. It's probably the nearest piano. They all get damaged in this neighborhood. Then they're too they take up too much real estate. I go. I'll I'll go down the street later, and and I'll get some uh, 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 Casio keyboard. And we can play it later in the A hotel. Casio keyboard. <laughs> okay. Nice. But it's Casio with two S's. It's not, you know. Right. <laughs> Mignon, always right, looking for right the right knockoffs. The, v, the new, new release VHS guy with a blanket just, on the sidewalk. <laughs> just like the real thing um i don't know i'm i'm really uh, i order the largest steak they have um i encourage everyone else to order beef products and um (laughs) and, and i'm just as i'm just eating this steak and i just tell everyone is it is it possible that this fourth floor six four thing has something to do with the future like maybe this building gets renovated in the future and it has more floors and like like mosby said like things are existing at the same time no those floors were natural man they just kept going and going and going no that's true i'm telling you man reality is a hot mess there it's a hot mess. Yeah. Yeah, the place is messed up. But it's... I don't know. Why are all the people... Uh, they're all they weird. All it's because they've been in there for months in that place. They're all messed up. They Artists messed up. don't make any art or weird books. Half yeah, you written go to the, gibberish. You want to go to the bookstore, Mignon, and look for uh, Van Fitz books? already know about them <laughs> oh shirtless shirtless vampires do you, do you, you want yeah. her you want to go buy one so she can sign it <laughs> i could i, I could do that uber uber fanboy <laughs> oh. oh. again where's that gonna get us i don't know she doesn't seem like she was gonna tell us anything so i, th- I think the only thing the only thing is 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 going back up we gotta explore yeah. So the only other thing is, this, or, or set the whole place. But, but why? So. Why are we going in there? You see what it's done to them. Like we need to find Abigail. Them? Like that's the whole point. I think she's Abigail's. She, yeah, she's lost in there. She ain't ever coming out. There's no coming out of there. Well, she's look, been gone there, for months in there. If that if that place is there and is whatever you called it a knot a node a nut, we uh we got to get rid of it. We got to 
hide it. We got to take it down. We've got to, right? That's we, our thing. Uh, she she's one hundred percent right. We need to. We we have no idea how to clean this. But you want to go in it. How else I don't know if this will really what's going on here. It's kind of we have to. You know. I mean, you think we can just demolish duty? the building and like just call in a like what get it condemned and work through the government, get a thing demolished in the next couple of weeks. I mean, I'm game <laughs> if you want to take that route. That's how we're gonna do this. Just make a phone call. Bang! See you later. It's I don't. Can tomorrow for shows another up episode of day. Impossible Bureaucracy. <laughs> I mean, maybe we could pretend like it's some kind of biological contaminant, right? Yeah, there, there's there's a ton of options here, but if what you're saying is true, Mosby, there's no guarantee that if we demolish this building, all I that know it's is going I've to, seen some. It's going to clear I've the seen problem. Some really crazy, dangerous things, and I hope this is not one of them. Me too, and I point at the cheese. <laughs> you sure your stomach's okay? So far. <laughs> oh. I mean, shit, after the stuff <laughs> they... Sean to call for a con roll so bad it's killing you, isn't it? After, after the <laughs> stuff they've, uh, they've fed us in the Air Force, I'm not... I mean, come on. A little sour milk. I, I would what, maybe... So the- yeah, I wouldn't do that. Ag- I wouldn't do that again, though. If we go back in there, nobody. <laughs> touch no, no, no. Don't eat anything. No. no, no. I mean, do we? Yeah. Don't drink anything, especially on the fourth floor at the bar. As you're yeah, sitting in the weird. restaurant talking okay, yeah. and, and drinking your beer, having a discussion, if you will, about what ponderance, uh, what you're going to do. Mailman, you look over and, you know, there's kind of a, it's an interesting, eclectic place, kind of a borderline tavern, you know, pub grill type, you know, there's some high tops, a lot of the old stuff, but it's beat up quite a bit. And, you know, there are details on the, on the walls that, um, you know, every once in a while you'll see like a, a sign of some kind, like a vintage beer sign, you know, says Schlitz on there. Nowhere on the menu is is Schlitz being served, but it's that vintage look. It's all faded and kind of dirty. And as you kind of look around, there's uh, a light that's shining down upon this one frame. That's a uh, it's across the room from you, but it's a probably good size, um, probably three by three and a half feet, um, with this um, with the kind of golden frame around it. Definitely, you know, fall gold, right? It's not real gold. It's just that de- decor. And it looks like it's a scenic picture of, of Washington Square Park. It's got the arch um, that's prominently displayed. And it's very, it sticks out amongst all the things in the tavern. Everything seems to get very dim around you as you stare closer and closer at this piece of art that's hanging on the wall. And as you look closer and closer, you can make out like people that are in the park standing there. And you notice that there is what appears to be a little clown figure in the piece of art. And then there are some, you know, stone structures that kind of border the fountain and places for people to sit. And you see uh, what looks to be uh, uh, six people that are kind of huddled around each other. And then there's this group off to the side with this, uh, that, 
and they see with the clown kind of in the forefront with the with people gathered around it behind the clown well give me a sanity check there mailman (laughs) happened twice now Uh, we're all seeing this, right? Nope. Just, oh, just, just mailman, mailman at this point. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they're sitting there talking about cheese and milk and whether you go back and Abigail, right. You know, whether you rescue her or not. Mailman's just staring across. Something has his attention. It's a fail, Sean. It is a fail. So you take one point of sanity. Okay. Um, Guys, take a look at that picture there. Tell me what you see. Which picture? Point to it. Points to a picture across the way from from mailman. You, depending on how you're seated, you're either going to have to turn to your right, left, or turn completely around as mailman is kind of looking past uh, maybe one individual at the table, and you see the painting. Uh, a little bit of a as distance. Described. Yeah, as described. You guys see Ow. the clown? Yep. See see us? Yep. Uh, now, okay. people that are sitting so around so, the six yeah, individuals yeah. do tend to, it's kind, you know, it's a kind of an oil type based. It's not, you know, really clear cut. It's not a photograph, <laughs> no, but um, it. it's easy enough to, to, to determine that it, you know, there is some similarities. Everybody yeah. else give me a sanity check, please. I mean, it takes a You're lot welcome. to get this orange in oil. Right. Yes. Agent Mantillo succeeds. Agent Mosby succeeds. Uh-oh. And, of course, Uh-oh. Agent Minyang fails. Red Critical film. fail. Oh. Nicely done. Saved it for the end, for the cliffhanger. Oh, actually... I, I don't even have to roll. You take the max. Yeah. Yes, that is yeah. correct. Yeah. So you will take uh, six points of sanity. Sace. This. So I think the final thing I say is uh, turn to Mosby and I say, see, it ain't just a building. Before you do that, Mose, or, or Agent Mignon, what do you do? Like you just I, took I get, the maximum amount of sanity. There's a yeah. reaction. I get out of my chair, I walk over to it, and I'm literally like feeling it like, is this wet? Is this new? I'm looking around seeing if anyone is is there. Uh, this can't be us. There's no way. There's no way this can be us. Um, I'm doubting it. I'm staring at it. Uh, I take those papers that I have, and I just wa- I just walk out. I don't even say bye to everybody. I just walk right out the door. Um, and you guys can see me just pacing up and down, like shuffling the papers, looking at them, uh, talking to the sky. Is he having a uh, breakdown? Muttering to myself. I think he broke down a while I, ago. What is the rules for breakdowns? That's if you, I think if it's you take five or more, right? And one, let's call it Cthulhu. I don't know if it's the same. I don't know. It's the same. 
Yeah, I think you would if you take that much. Um, five or more in a single. It's not my. I didn't hit my breaking point because that would be oh, yeah. The you know minus my my thing, but I think if you take more than five in one shot, it's a problem. Um, either way, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm questioning a lot of things right now, and uh, questioning you know what is real, what isn't. Things we've talked about. My mind is now focusing on this demon character because that is my studies and that is what i'm the most familiar with i don't know about this epa stuff i don't know about you know shaking people down like a federal agent um but i do know the occult and i've been studying it and and now i'm starting to think there's more to this um and it may be nefarious not just you know a blip or whatever anybody wants to call it if you lose huh. five or more sanity in a single roll, you lose self-control. Yeah. So it's temporary insanity. Yeah. Um, and uh, for you cannot control your agent's actions. And doesn't so- someone can attempt a psychotherapy check, I believe, on me and see if they, they could can talk me down as I'm out there. If only you hadn't left us. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to, I don't know, can you project on a bond? Um, you could project on a bond. I think you mm. can do, I know you can do that. I just didn't know if you could yeah. do it at that amount of loss in one role. Um, so you would have the choice, Agent Mignon, before losing complete control to project on a bond. No, I like the way this is going in the story. Okay. I'm not thinking about any of my family right now. So I would say that you're, you, what you've, conveyed is certainly fine i would say that the rest of you you would you would see agent mignon look and go up to the painting like he did uh and you see just all of the color just leave his face in one fell swoop and is visibly shaken um like perspiration starts on the forehead and and he runs out of the restaurant, um, grabbing his papers in his hand and squishing them, um, and then Agent Mignon. I think when you hit the street, you're gonna you're gonna probably upchuck all the meat you just ate. It hurts. Yes. Yeah. So I there's a good. Well. Uh, I was eating. I was eating it so fast. I a good 40, 50 well. bucks right out on the oh. New York Street. <laughs> Get it there. Oh, oh. fifty bucks. It must be the mid nineties. <laughs> oh, filthy. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably 35 40 bucks at this point and uh, all your all your beer to go and filthy probably get some on those sheets too i would imagine yeah oh that's great <laughs> uh just that's all over me i have to make oh. a wardrobe change maybe next session <laughs> i have more vests don't worry so, what do the rest um, of you do that Agent Mignon is now out in the street? I think Check. we might call it for the evening. Yeah. Just kind of, yeah, look at him with like not sympathy as and disgust. Players, not as characters. Yeah. All right. 
that's cool with you. I'd love to leave it a better spot, but I guess this will do. Oh, I oh, think this is a that's perfect. This is a great yeah. spot. Yeah. Are you kidding me? He went temporarily insane and heaved. Yeah. The last thing yeah. you see is you see me cross the street and I put my back against the wall and I literally like slide down the wall, almost like passing out from exhaustion from, you know, just the stress of this. So I'm, I'm literally like leaning against the wall, hands and arms, just, just sitting on the side of the street across yeah, the street excellent. with the, with the papers all crumpled in my hand and throw up <laughs> down in the front of me. I think that's a good so, place to stop for sure. That's a great place to stop. Awesome. Good session. Thank you all. This is sweet. Yeah, great stuff. Yeah, this is good stuff. This has been a Litterbox Studio production. Trash!